Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. I would say also to the ladies, I just feel to, to share this, that there are a number of, of ladies, maybe you've had rejection in your past, whether that's been from a father, whether that's been th- from another guy, re- um, a relationship, um, maybe maybe it's your, you know your abandonment from your mother or something like that. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to bring healing, then you're actually extremely limited in the the ability that you have to even receive love. Yes. And you view any type of um, maybe it's correction or any even if uh, even if your husband isn't trying to you know insult you or whatever you take it that way because you have allowed a spirit of rejection to be upon you or you have hurt that has not been healed, and only the Holy Spirit can can come in and can do that. And I know I had to recognize that even in myself. And I realized that that limited me from being able to receive love from my husband. He could be trying and even doing the right things. But if I'm not able to receive that because of hurt that I have or because of things that I've experienced in the past that I haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to come in and to actually set me free of that, then I then it's like, I don't feel loved. And he's, he's getting frustrated because he's doing all, all the right things and, and genuinely loves me and everything. But then I'm not able to, to receive that. And I'm not able to actually properly, you know, even, um, you know, love him back, nor am I able to, to, you know, build him up to be the things that I need to do as a wife, to be sensitive to, to his needs, to notice him, to pay attention to him, to, you know, encourage him and, prefer him and honor him and really appreciate him, prize him, adore him, all the things that I need to be doing, I'm not able to do. And so it's so necessary for each one of us that we allow the Holy Spirit to do a work on the inside of us and allow him to, you know, we talked about even before about a threefold cord. Of course, that's husband, wife, and that and that's God involved in the marriage, mm-hmm. that that is something then you really can't destroy that. That's right. And so you have to have that and allow and just ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything in me that would hinder me from receiving love, from, to hinder me from being the wife that I need to be. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come in and to do a healing work Amen. on the inside of me. And you'll be amazed at actually. And then you you are intentional about just loving and building up your husband. And, and you know, you don't, you don't do things to to embarrass him. You don't do things to, you know, make fun of him. Like, you know, you see obviously a lot of like TV shows and just the world's mindset of it. It's like the lady in the family runs the show and the guy is a total moron. I mean, they make him act like he has no brain Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, well, he never knows what's going on. He could never make a decision. It's like the kids and the mom kind of gang up against him and, you know, she kind of makes fun of him and that she's the only one that has a brain or whatever. It is, you know, it's so terrible first and foremost because it goes against so much of how God created us and the foundation that he put there. But there's no, ladies, there's no way you're going to be blessed. Your husband is going to feel honored or respected or that he's going to love you when you treat him like that. And then sadly, you actually miss out on what God intended for you to be blessed with because again, then you're, you're out of order and you're not, you're not showing him honor and, and respect. And 
why would he then, you know, honor and respect you? And really, ladies, ladies want to be loved. They want to be treasured. They, they want to be honored and respected as well. But if you don't do the things to build up your husband, he, he's not going to, that's not what's going to come back to you. And one thing that I, you know, I've always been and, and try to be, of course, I asked the Holy Spirit actually to help me with this, is to be conscious of the example that I am portraying and I am to my kids in raising mm-hmm. my kids. Obviously, you know, as we've said before, and many of you know us, we have three sons. Um, one of them is now 20, so he's, you know, away at college, so not with us very much. But the other two, you know, are teenagers, and they're they're still in the home with us. And and, and I have to remember that those, those sons... First, I have an incredible responsibility to raise. Obviously, my husband is hugely involved in their life and is a huge help, but I'm just speaking for myself right now. I have a huge responsibility to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord and to show them what a godly wife is supposed to be. What, how is she supposed to treat her husband? Because otherwise, they go away with, first of all, um, not, not respecting women, and they will go either marry a lady who is totally out of order, controlling, manipulative, who is going to, to then, then I have a daughter-in-law who is just going to be like a huge headache to me, right? Bring mm-hmm. division to the family mm-hmm. and everything like that. So you understand that I need to be conscious of, I am sowing seed right now in my present for my future, not just the relationship with my husband, but with my sons later on and with their, as they get married, daughter-in-law and grandchildren. And I'm very conscious that, conscious of the fact that if I don't do this right, actually, and everything, and of course, the, it, it's not a burden. Understand, I'm not, I'm not saying that because the Holy Spirit comes along and helps you. But you have to have, you have to be sober and vigilant of mind, even the word talks about, and have an understanding in this. Because if the women that my sons, each of them, when they decide to who they're going to marry or whatever, you know, um, that, that who they marry and everything actually will, can greatly affect if I'm ever even allowed to be involved in my grandchildren's lives when they have children. Right. Right. And so it's, so my example and the way that, that I treat, you know, my, my husband, um, and of course you shouldn't be, you know, act one way and then, you know, in front of people, or in front of family or church or, and then you're something else when you're home. Okay. That, that is never going to hold up or never fly. And of course, kids know how you are anyway. And so, so much of, of their security, their personal security and everything goes back to the quality of our relationship. You know, they say the best thing you can do for your kids is give them, show them a great marriage that you have. Exactly right. And so because that brings love, it brings security. They understand boundaries. They understand unconditional love. They, they gain from that how they're supposed to treat their wife when mm-hmm. they get married. These are boys I'm talking about. How, um, you know, how is a lady supposed to act? You know, I mean, obviously I'm in this household where I've got, you know, well, three, three boys. Obviously I said one's at college right now. I've got a husband. They're all, you know, very manly. And I'm telling you that I love that and I appreciate that. And I've encouraged that all along. My job is not to try to make them, you know, want to go to get, um, come with me to get my nails done. Don't you love shopping? Let's talk about, you know, what color of curtains we should put up in the house. Okay. No, 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 no. I've had to adjust and learn to, you know, about, you know, cars and a whole lot more about sports and how fast this, you know, engine goes, all this kind of stuff that that some of it I'm not interested in whatsoever. But because I love them 
And because I want them to be the man that God has created them to be, and I want to enjoy time with them, then I've had to learn to adapt myself and in that way as well. Mm-hmm. And so many things that we realize that sometimes actually we don't realize that what we're doing, our behavior today, how much it affects things in just the very near future in our lives and will actually determine whether we have a peaceful, wonderful, blessed life with our family relationships or whether we're just tearing down our future house, even with the words, with our attitude, with, you know, and blame it on, you know, sometimes ladies like to, you know, blame it on hormones and everything, which I mean, I get all that. I mean, you can feel like a psycho crazy woman with your hormones changing. I understand all of that. But I also know that the Holy Spirit is greater and he'll help you. And there's many natural things that you can do as well. So we are never without help. We are never without answers. But again, if we are, we don't even make the adjustment to line up our life to what the word tells us to do, how are we going to expect that God is then going to come in and help us with everything that we actually need help with? And when you're the wife that you need to be to your husband and you, you know, you're a blessing to him and he trusts you and, and, you know, he loves you and actually wants to be with you. He'll help you through all these different, you know, changes. Ladies go through a lot of changes, actually. It's funny, you know, we, we talk about how um, a lot of, you know, when couples are getting married, how, you know, the, the lady comes in with a mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to change him. I hate the mm-hmm. way he dresses and I don't like his hair and, you know, all these kind of things. I'm just going to change him. And then he goes in with a mindset of like, well, she's, she's always going to be this Yeah, way. she's always going to be just like this. She's never going to change. I'm going to figure it out. It's all going to be good. And then the opposite in both things are true. Like, um, <laughs> No, ladies, you're not you're not going to change. He's him. not changing at all. He's just exactly <laughs> like what you get. Men really don't change much over the years at all. No. Well, ladies, they're just sometimes all over the place. Yeah, ladies <laughs> will not will not stay like you married them. <laughs> That's for sure. No, but it's just it's just the way it is, though. But you have to you have to make a determination within yourself. We're gonna we're gonna raise our family. We're gonna have a marriage according. To the word of God, not right. according to what society is saying, not according to, you know, this is, this is what's popular right now. Mm-hmm. Because actually in, in, in the world, there's always been the, the push since, I mean, for, for most of you who are listening from, for most of all your life, there's been a push to, to, to try to destroy the American family, Absolutely. the family. In 1955, there was a book that came out called The Naked Communist by Cleon Skousen. And, and in that, they, he, he let it be known, he was former FBI, he let it be known that the communist agenda wanted to destroy marriage and instead promote cohabitation, you know, people just living together right. to destroy the marriage, try to get the children away from the parents and put them into government programs at the earliest age possible. That's mentioned in the book. Um, get behind the feminist movement because it destroys marriage. Get behind the environmental movement because it destroys businesses. Um, get Americans to accept homosexuality um, because, of course, that's going to destroy moral values. And, and so it just went on and on and on. This was written in 1955, this book. 
And we see so much of these things taking place right now. It said goal number 28 of the communists was to eliminate prayer in schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of the church and state. That was number 28. It said number 40 was to discredit the family as an institution and to encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. And goal 17 was to get control of the schools and to use them as transmission belts for socialism, to soften the curriculum and get control of the teacher associations. Uh, Goal 24 was to eliminate all laws concerning obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Goal 25 was to break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and books, magazines, and motion pictures and TV. And so all of this stuff, it it has been being worked since most of us have been around trying to destroy the family. And so I want to tell you, we have to really push against all of the agenda of the enemy, okay? I know there's Agenda 2030 out there and, and, and all of this, and they're trying to push it, but I want to tell you this agenda, it got started a long time ago, and they keep putting another number on right, it, and right. they keep backing it off. Why? Because of the Christians, because we are the salt of the earth, and we have the Holy Ghost in our midst. And until the Holy Spirit is taken out of the earth by our influence, that means through the rapture, I want to tell you, we're going to continue to take ground. And we are not giving in, and we are not, we are not softening what the Word of God has to say. We're speaking the Word straight, we're speaking it in truth, and we're telling people, listen, fight for your marriages. Make a a stand for your marriage. Make a stand for your for your family. Get, you know, do whatever you have to do to get it stronger. And recognize the amazing blessing that God has given you in your spouse. Don't look right. at them and think, "Oh, wow, I could have done better. I just must not have lost my mind when I married you. What was <laughs> I thinking?" No, 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 no. God, what God has joined together. The word says, let no man put asunder. Right. Okay? And so, and so uh, understand that God is with you. God is pro-marriage. Right. He is for marriages. And, and if you will cry out to God and say, Lord, help our marriage, God will come through for you. Now, let me just say this on the side. You will probably have to make some adjustments. You'll have to make some changes. <laughs> And in and, and, and some area of right. your life, maybe it's the things you do, maybe it's the things you say, maybe it's the way you look, maybe consider <laughs> brushing your teeth, putting some deodorant on, you know, hey, ladies, paint the barn, what, whatever it might be. That's what Dad Hagen used to say. You know, every once in a while, even an old barn needs painted. Yeah, and so it's, yeah. it's important. I yeah. mean, do what, and, and right. I, I've always heard, you know, ladies, go anoint yourself with... <laughs> Whatever it is, I forget. Are you, are you thinking of Victoria's Victoria Secret? Secret, thank you. All of a sudden, it just slipped my mind there. What was the name of the place? And so whatever it might be that you need to do to strengthen your marriage and to make your family stronger, right. then, then begin to do that. And, but, but guys, don't, don't think, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it all up to my wife and, and, and she can just do it all. No, no, no. You are the head. You are the, the lead in there. You have to recognize that your wife, you know, there's a lot of things that she is. She's, she's a, my wife's a wonderful, wonderful strength to me. But, but even as the Word of God says, physically, she's the weaker, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and not just 
in, in those ways as far as like physical strength and everything like that. But you have to understand that, that you can't put on her the pressure that guys were actually, we're created to bear. And, and ladies, don't, they don't handle that in the same way that guys do. Right. And so a lot of times guys, will, I'll just dump all that on her, let, just leave it all, you know, for her to deal with and everything like that, all the problems of the family. And, you know, I'll just sit down here and watch TV or, or you know, turn the game system on and just kind of chill. I mean, I've been at work for eight hours. I come in and I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want anybody bothering me or talking to me. I just want to sit here and, and just, you know, just all to myself for a couple hours and then they can tell me when dinner's ready and I'll show up and I'll eat and then I'll kind of go do my thing again while she's getting the kids ready for bed and cleaning up the kitchen that she made all dirty because of, you know, getting it all the, you know, all the food ready and everything like that. Well, you need to throw in too. You need to, you need to be helpful. You need to enter into, um, a, a partnership because that's what a marriage is. It's a partnership. It's not all about one person. It's not all about the other person, but, but you know, it is, it is how, how do we work together? We're, we're, the word of God says we're joint heirs of the unmerited favor of God. Amen. And joint heirs, the word of God says in the grace of life. And so you're and equally, you're, you're spiritually, you should be equal. Amen. Right. And so, you know, when you're seeking out somebody to marry, find somebody that is spiritually equal to you. Right, for don't, sure. Don't, don't marry, you know, all, you know, a messed up um, situation there where, you know, this person, they don't, they don't know God at all, just kind of like missionary dating or whatever. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Marry someone who, who you, can, you can, you know, be together with. Right. And you can talk about spiritual things. You can enjoy things. A lot of times, you know, people will marry somebody who likes to, you know, hey, I'm married because we both like working out together. Well, what do you do spiritually <laughs> together? Do you pray together? No, we don't pray together. I don't even know if she knows how to pray. Or, you know, and, and so, or, or ladies, sometimes you'll marry this idiot, you know, who there's no, not a spiritual bone in his body um, because he tells you you're beautiful. He says you cook good. But but I want to tell you, you know, you'll be making yourself up for him and feeding him food and everything like that, but you won't be able to serve God together with him. Right. Now, you're an idiot if you do that, okay? Because he can, he can tell you how, you know, this and that and how wonderful you are and everything like that, but you need somebody that will serve the Lord together with you, that yes. you can raise your children together equally. And you don't wonder, well, what are, what's this person saying? Are they, you know, because I'm telling my kids that, you know, they need to be filled with God and filled with the word and, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost. And he's saying, oh, don't listen to mom. She's a crazy lady. Mm -hmm. You know, she's all nuts. You hear her talking in tongues and everything. You kids don't need that, you know. And so he destroys everything that you're doing. Don't even go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Don't be an idiot. And so... Go in the go in the direction where you the two of you are equal, and you are you're together, and you're in of one heart, one mind, one voice, so you can have a marriage that is fruitful. Right. That's what you need. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is what what God has called us to have and and ordained for us to have something that that bears great fruit, and that we're not talking about just kids. That's one of the things. Yeah, amen. In every area. But there, there ought to be all kinds of wonderful things that come out of your marriage. I mean, you ought to be able to pray together. Mm -hmm. If you can't pray together with your 
with the with your spouse, then you know something's wrong. You need to be able to together come before the Lord and pray and pray effectively. And you know, and and if you will, if you will appreciate your spouse as as um, you know, a joint heir together with you of the grace of life and of the unmerited favor of God, your prayers won't be hindered. Right. Um, a lot of people, their prayers are hindered because of their relationship with their spouse is mm-hmm. off. It's mm-hmm. totally off. And, and you just, sometimes your prayers just aren't hindered. They're cut off completely. God doesn't even hear you praying because your heart's wrong. And, and so we have, to make, we have to make these adjustments and, and, and say, hey, you know what, I need to, I need to make some, some changes here so that I can be more effective as your spouse. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Yep. And so in doing that, um, find ways in which you can, uh, let's talk just a little bit about affection here. Okay. Because okay. that, that might be something that would be helpful in a marriage. Some affection. Um, there might be a couple you people be here. More than just roommates. Yeah, you need to be more than roommates. Um, you know, visiting Sleeping each other's rooms. Different Amen. bedrooms. Yes. Um, yeah, or you know, should be not sleeping single in a double bed, but sleeping double in a single bed. Um, whatever it needs to be. Hopefully, you have a king size bed. I don't know, but it depends how much your spouse snores. Hallelujah. Oh no. Um, but. But the thing is, is be affectionate and, 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 you know, whatever you need to do to, to be able to help the, the relationship and more than just a working relationship, it needs to be a, a loving relationship. And so, I mean, and you can, I mean, I'll give my wife a hug and a kiss several times a day, but, and, and, and so you show affection, but, but sometimes you need to show sympathy also. Oh, you're going through a rough time and mm-hmm. everything like that. Don't blow your spouse off when they're, when they're having a difficult time. Be sympathetic with them. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, you know if husbands, if your wife is upset and she's crying, something's bothered her, well, don't, don't just say, oh, my gosh, you're all full of drama. I'm leaving and get in the <laughs> truck and pull off. But instead, you know, maybe you need to just wrap your arms around her and, and say, hey, I'm sorry, you're having, having a difficult time. I may not understand everything you're going through. And, and honestly, you might not want to understand. You might not even want to hear about it. But you still, need to, you still need to show her love. You need to be sympathetic in that way. You need to be tender towards her, okay, and, and patient and kind, kind. Kindness is the longest arm of love. And so, and, and we, we can all show kindness towards our spouse and, and, and be patient with them, sensitive to their needs, sensitive um, to, their, to their desires, not harsh, not, not bitter, not resentful. Mm-hmm. But, but as I said, you know, a, a compassionate and um, affectionate towards them, courteous mm-hmm. even. Where where is courtesy right. even gone? I mean, it's like it's like courtesy and chivalry. They're all gone. It's like guys don't even open the door for their wives anymore or do anything that that shows that you know I am I am a man. It's just like we've we've lost it in this generation. I'm thankful my boys have it. They'll even if I'm not there, they'll open the door for you. Right. And um, that that pleases me when I when I see obviously because they've learned that from him. But, but it's something that you, you have to teach the next generation. Right, but if right. you don't have it, it won't be passed along. Right. 
And so you, you have to be, like I said, affectionate. You have to be compassionate. You have to be tenderhearted. You have to be courteous towards your wife, guys. And so find ways in which you can, like, up your game, mm-hmm. okay? And that you can, you can add these things. Um, reach over and grab hold of your, your wife's hand as you're, as you're sitting together in church. Put your arm around her, okay? Wouldn't, wouldn't hurt for you to give her a kiss. <laughs> she might like that. She was like, wow. Forgot what that's like. Tell her that you love her. Not, not as, oh, I'm, I love you. Pastor Todd said I needed to do that, tell you that. So does that make you happy? that make you feel good, all warm and tingly? What are you making me for dinner? Um, and so, um, you know, you, you can't be that way, okay? It's got to come from your heart. Amen. Remember when we were in Walmart that time and we saw that oh, one couple, Lord. this is back in, in Tulsa. Yes. And um, anyway, I were they were they even married yet? I don't remember. I think maybe they were engaged or they were they had just gotten married. I we just happened like to that. run into this this couple we'd known from I don't know, a few years before that or whatever. And, They're interesting. Yeah. And uh, and he says to here, come here, I wanna introduce you to my woman. My old woman. My old woman. <laughs> And I was like, oh, never will you call me your old woman. That's right. First of all, I'm younger, but still. That's right. She's, she's a lot younger than me, like no. 54 years younger than me. No. But, you know, the thing is, is, like, it's not, it's not, you know, I mean, that's just not romantic. But, I mean, it's also not, you know, honoring or anything. They're not, you know, and the lady shouldn't call my old man and, and you know, or him, my, she's, she's just my old hag or whatever. Well, and you can't you can't give them a reason for saying those things either. <laughs> I, knew you were gonna say I mean, if you you know, I mean, you shouldn't look like an old hag. You ought to have better is, breath than an old true. hag. You can't <laughs> nag like an old hag. Nag like a hag. Uh, we, I mean, and and so you know, we we have to make we have to make adjustments. And so, you know, if you don't like what somebody's calling you, maybe you need to see. Oh, am I that actually? <laughs> maybe it would. Maybe it would help. I mean, maybe you're a maybe you're a man, and your wife calls you Sasquatch. Well, maybe you might need to shave that back or something. I don't know what you need to do. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the missing link. Uh, so waxing, waxing. Oh, there we go. Praise the Lord. Um, but but be what your be what your spouse needs for you to be. Mm-hmm. Like I said, be be compassionate, be um, affectionate, be courteous, be tender-hearted to them, and and learn what learn what lights them up. Learn what really helps them to love you. Learn what turns them on. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, a lot of times, even we we talk to couples about going back to like, okay, what what was the reason that you were first attracted to the other one? Why why did you want to get married? What was it that you guys really enjoyed doing together? But while you were you know dating or engaged or whatever, and and really, it's just like you said before, kind of like doing the first works over again. You know, putting in a, a, an importance because if you think about it, when you were dating or when you were engaged or whatever, I mean, your basically your whole life, pretty much you made it and wrap around the other person, right? I mean, it was like, no matter what you did, like it, it wasn't, it didn't matter that, you know, you were only going to get like four or five hours of sleep if it meant that you could like, you know, see the other person for an hour or talk to them on the phone or, or whatever. You just, that because you just wanted to be with them. 
Yeah. So a lot of times it's just like re it's, it's adjusting our focus. It's being what we used to be to the other person. You know, if, you know, for ladies, if you used to, you know, when you were dating, you know, you, you dressed nice and, and you put on makeup and Brush you, your and teeth. yes, you looked good. You, um, you smelled good, you know, all those kind of things. And like now you're just like, you're always just wearing like yoga pants or like sweats <laughs> and like this, you know, huge sweatshirt that's like, looks like, you know, your grandma or you would wear, or like, you know, one of those you know, you, you go to bed in like those moo's or like these huge long, you know, nightgowns that covers you up from, from your <laughs> neck Moo-moos. to your toes or whatever long sleeves. For cow cows. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> um, don't do that. Please don't do that. Please, I you, beg of you, don't do that. You know, you have to, you, you have to make an effort. And obviously, as we age, you know, gravity, you know, the gravity takes its toll on us, you know, all these different things. It takes no a little bit more work. <laughs> and you have to, you do have to work and make a little bit more of an effort or you whatever. Do. But it's worth it. And so you, you, you know, present yourself in a great way. And guess what? He wants to be with you. So you, you, sometimes you got to give them a reason, you know, to come home early or whatever, you know, do whatever you got to do, but to, you know, keep, keep, um, the attention of your husband. I'll just put it that way. Amen. That's a good thing to do. You know, we have, uh, we have in front of us, um, a marriage confession mm-hmm. and we have one for husbands and we have one for wives and this didn't come from us. This actually came from uh, Doctors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown of the River Tampa Bay Church, and um, and so I, I want us to I want us to do this, and and I'll start off, and I'll read this one, this marriage confession for husbands. And so, guys, as as I'm reading this, I want you to just repeat it after me, and then my wife's going to read the one for for uh, the wives, and and so and if you're there and you're single, just say you know this is my desire, this is what I will be. To my wife, or I will be to my husband. So, are you ready? Here we go. I covenant with God to treasure my wife and to be faithful to her. I am a man of integrity. I am the husband of one wife. I am wholly committed to my wife. I confine myself to her. I live joyfully with her. By the grace of God, I am the head of my home. I am the priest and prophet of my home. I am submitted to God as I lovingly lead my wife and family. I love my wife as Christ loves the church. I give my life for her. I love my wife like my own flesh. I provide for her. I carefully protect her. I remember that God gave her to me. She is my grace gift. She is my good thing the evidence of God's favor on my life. I live considerately with my wife. I intelligently recognize our marriage union. I honor my wife as physically the weaker. However, I realize that spiritually we are equals. We are both joint heirs of the grace of life. We are both joint heirs of the unmerited favor of God. I do this so we can pray effectively. I do this so our prayers will not be hindered or cut off. I remember that she is more sensitive and tender than I am. 
I am affectionate and sympathetic toward her. I am patient and kind toward her. I am sensitive to her needs and desires. I am never harsh, bitter, or resentful toward her. I humble myself to be compassionate, courteous, and tender-hearted toward her. I belong to my wife, and my wife belongs to me. My body belongs to my wife, and my wife's body belongs to me. I make it a priority to please and bless my wife. I make it a priority to try to meet her needs. My earnest desire is to please her. I rejoice in my wife. She is a blessing to me. She is my best friend. Thank you, Lord, for my wife. Awesome. And I have one here that is a a marriage confession for wives. Mm -hmm. And so um, this is really awesome. And we're very thankful to pastors Rodney and Donica for, um, you know. Providing uh, these. Yeah, providing these and posting these and and everything. Thank you so much. So um, here we go, ladies. I'm a virtuous wife and a true daughter of Sarah who honored and respected her husband as the head of their home and family. I covenant with God to love, honor, and respect my husband as the head of our home in obedience to the word of God. I covenant to be faithful to him. By faith, I submit to my husband's authority in our home. I do this as a service to the Lord. I subordinate myself to my husband so that the word of God may not be exposed to reproach, blaspheming, or discredit. I trust my husband's leadership and choose to depend on him. The Lord will protect me and provide for me because I trust him enough to obey his word. Therefore, I'm not anxious or worked up. I will do right and let nothing terrify me. I will not give way to hysterical fears or let anxieties unnerve me. I adapt myself to my husband. I make myself beautiful for my husband, but I know that true beauty comes from within. I have a gentle and peaceable spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. I am temperate and disciplined, and I exercise self-control. I love righteousness. By the grace of God, I am pure and modest and discreet. I am good-natured and kind-hearted. I am gracious and good. I am wise, understanding, and prudent. I am earnest and strong in character. I am a crowning joy to my husband. I'm trustworthy. I do not give him an occasion to be ashamed of me. My husband can confidently trust in me and securely rely on me. The secrets of his heart are safe with me. I love my husband. I reverence him. I respect him. Got to flip the page. (laughs) I regard him. I notice him and pay attention to him. I am sensitive to his needs and desires. I build my husband up. I encourage him. I prefer him. I defer to him. I revere him. I honor him. I esteem him. I venerate him. I appreciate him, I prize him, I adore him, I admire him exceedingly, I praise him, I am devoted to him, I deeply love him, I enjoy my husband. 
I belong to my husband and my husband belongs to me. My body belongs to my husband and my husband's body belongs to me. My desire is toward my husband and my earnest desire is to please him. My husband is my best friend. He is a great blessing to me. Thank you, Lord, for my husband. We hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this today and this podcast, the last day's podcast that we've been talking about marriage. And we pray that you'll, you'll share this. You'll not just keep it all to yourself, but that uh, you'll allow it to be a blessing to someone else, some other marriage. And do you have anything else you want to say there, baby? No, I mean, we, um, I would be happy to pray um, for them or if, if you want to or, okay. Go for it. Father, I just thank you so much for marriage. I thank you for the institution of marriage, for what you ordained for us to be able to walk. And I thank you for the joy of it. And Father, for the fruit that comes forth from it. And I ask, Father, that you right now, you would bless each married person, mm-hmm. the married couple that is listening. Maybe they're single, Father, that you would provide the single one um, great grace, bring the perfect mate that you have for them, help them recognize that prepare them now to be the 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 mate and the spouse that they need to be give them great wisdom and a spirit of understanding to show them who you have for them father for those that are married father i ask that you would just bless them that by your holy spirit that you would minister to them that you would grace them to make adjustments that they need to make that you would provide for them father i ask that you would bless them financially father bless them financially so they're able to go out and to do something incredibly special together. Maybe it starts with a night out, but Father, give them a vacation. Father, give them the things that they've been believing for. Father, give them a plan and a purpose to serve you together. Father, if they haven't been able to do that, Father, that that you would just bless those that they're desiring children, but they haven't been able to have children. Father, that you would bless them with children. Father, that you would give each one just amazing promotions, Father, in their jobs. Maybe they need a new job. Maybe they need a job. Father, let them walk in the perfect plan that you have for them. Father, let them grow together. Let their love for each other and desire for each other just be multiplied in such a wonderful way, Father, that their marriage will be a great testimony, Father, of your love. It'll be a great testimony of what a Christian marriage is supposed to be like, and they'll actually be able to help and minister to others that are in need. And Father, we just thank you so much, Father, for just helping them. Father, if there's been hurt, if there has been, you know, things that have come to divide the marriage, Father, let there just be, Father, such a unifying. Father, I, I come against any weapon that would try to be formed against any marriage in the name of Jesus. Father, we plead the blood over them. I ask that the fire of your Holy Ghost would burn in their hearts afresh, that they would hunger and desire you and your plan like never, ever before. And Father, that you would direct their paths. If they're not in a great church, Father, place them in a great church. If that means they have to move areas, Father, speak to them, make a way, grace them supernaturally, Father, make it evident to them, Father. I just thank you, Father. I pray even for there needs to be some forgiveness, some emotional healing, whatever needs to take place. Maybe there's physical healing that needs to take place. Father, I ask you for a miracle, Father, for all of these married couples, Father. And we will just
just hear the great testimonies of what you have done. We just loose you, Holy Spirit, yes, Lord, to do Jesus. the wonderful you, work Lord. that you do. Thank you, and Jesus. Father, we just thank you so much, Father, for your blessing upon our lives, for your yes, goodness Lord. to us. Father, that you're the God of more than enough. You're El Shaddai. You're such a good, such an awesome and amazing you, God. You always go so far above and beyond what we ever even thought possible. You, and I thank you, Father, for doing that for them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. So until next time, this is Dr. Tom, Pastor Katie Holmes saying we love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.